Hallelujah. Thank you for that song, Sister Misty. Amen. Say this with me. And he's already kind of let the cat out of the bag, but we're going to do it anyways. Say it with me. Fasting. Fasting. You may be seated. Amen. Like I said, it's good to be at service on a Wednesday night. It's good to have my girlfriend here, Hannah Sharon. It's good to see Tony and Michaela back. Amen. I think the last time Michaela was here, she heard me preach, so she's just going to get used to it. <laughs> Amen. You'll have to come back when you have some better preachers. <laughs> Amen. Fasting. Can anybody give me a definition of what fasting is? Anybody? Sacrificing for something? That's good. Anybody else? Uh-huh. Doing without, that's really good. What I wrote down was this. Fasting is willfully refraining from physical needs in order to get closer to God. I think that pretty much encompasses the whole fasting spectrum. Putting away my fleshly desires in order to get closer to Him. Amen. Amen. And fasting, I don't like the, the word fasting. going to be honest, it doesn't portray what it means because fasting is not fast. And it doesn't mean I'm going to speed. I think we should change it to slowing. <laughs> I'm slowing today. <laughs> but really, though, I, 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 wrote a, I wrote a paper about slowing down to speed up. And the fact is, when, when we slow down our physical needs, we actually speed up God. And so if we want to see miracles, we slow down our flesh and we put away our fleshly desires in order to, for Him to move faster in, in our world. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. But, but it is called fasting, not slowing, even though I wish it was called fast, uh, slowing. But uh, there's something about fasting. It teaches us self-discipline and patience. If you do not have self-discipline, you cannot fast. And the fact is, if you don't have self-discipline, you can't even serve God. For the root word of self-discipline is disciple. And disciple comes from the Latin word discipulus. I probably said that wrong. Meaning a student, a learner, or a follower. Aren't these the things that Jesus asked us to be? My first verse tonight is going to come from 2 Timothy 2.15. I'm going to talk about a student first. I'm sorry, Sister Carrion, I didn't give you all my verses before, but just walk with me a little bit. 2 Timothy 2.15 Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I appreciate y'all standing, but you can be seated because I've got a bunch of verses coming your way. <laughs> Study to show yourself approved, thyself approved unto God. So I'm talking about student. The root word of student is study. If you're, if you're not a student of God, then you aren't approving unto God, according to the verse. Study to show thyself approved. If I don't study, I will not be approving unto God. Amen? But if I have no self-discipline, I also won't be a student. A great way to get self-discipline is to fast. For you can't fast without self-discipline. But... Fasting allows you to cultivate your self-discipline, which allows you to become a student, which allows you to study, which allows you to be approving unto God. If you want to approve, if you want to be approving unto God, it takes self-discipline, being a student, and fasting. 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The second thing in the word discipulus, the Latin word, is learner. Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you and learn, learn of me. For I am meek and lowly of heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. So obviously, the root word of learner, learn. So if I'm not learning of him, I will not find rest. But you see, learning takes self-discipline. Because the things of God are very obscure and hard to understand sometimes. And so, lest I learn, I will not understand Amen. Unless I have self-discipline, I will not be able to learn and I will not be I will not find rest for my soul. But you see, when I put all of this into effect, when I fast, which gives me self-discipline, which allows me to learn, which allows me to become a learner, it will allow me to have rest for my soul. See, the thing is, we all we all want to say how bad fasting is, but I just gave you two examples of how good fasting is. It'll give you rest for your soul and you'll be approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I like fasting because I want to approve God. I want to be approving unto God and I want to have rest. There's nothing like the rest that comes from God. It's, it's beyond my understanding. It's peace that passeth all understanding when I fast. Third thing in the, in the word discipulus, Matthew 4.19, is a follower. So we have a student, we have a learner, and the third thing is a follower. And he saith unto them, follow me. Follow. And I will make you to become fishers of men. Following takes self-discipline. It's not always easy to follow God because you can't see God you can't understand God. His ways are high above your ways. You don't understand God or the ways of God. But following takes self-discipline. Getting in that prayer closet, praying over and over and over, and fasting. And fasting gives you that self-discipline. So when I fast, not only will I have self-discipline, but I will be a follower. And when I follow, the verse said, I will make you to become fishers of men. Revival. You want to see revival? Fast. Because revival leads, or fasting leads to self-discipline. Self-discipline leads to learning. Learning leads to revival. If you do not fast, you will not see revival. And you will also not have rest for your soul. And you will also not be approving unto God. It all originates with fasting. There is so much power to fast. I've never seen this before or understood this. But fasting unlocks so much spiritual authority. It's crazy. There's two of these things are for you, and the third thing is for others. Revival, going out, spreading the gospel, fishers of men. It all comes from fasting. Right. Amen. 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 Well, when Pastor called me yesterday, about, I guess, 9 o'clock, I had just got done playing some golf with, with Parker and some other uh, girlfriend and his girlfriend. And, and uh, he told me, he said, I, wanna, I want you to talk about prayer. And I, I don't know how many of you were here when I was talking about prayer, but I had just talked about prayer a couple of weeks ago, and I said, well, I mean, I can, and I'm willing, but I just talked about it, and so I guess I'm going to say the same thing over again. But he told me, he said, just just talk about fasting. 
And I, and I got to thinking after I got off the phone, I, I was thinking, how can I talk about one without talking about the other? For the one is remiss without the other. If I don't have prayer and fasting, they're no good. Amen. Mark 9, 24 or 9, I can't read my handwriting. This kind cometh not out but by prayer and fasting, talking about the dumb and deaf spirit. It does not say prayer or fasting, prayer semicolon fasting, prayer comma fasting, prayer dash fasting, prayer and fasting. If you don't pray and if you don't fast, you won't see revival, you won't be approving unto God, and you won't have rest for your soul. It all comes from fasting. So much power in fasting. Amen. Prayer will get you so far in God, but you have to rely on fasting to get you the rest of the way. Prayer gets the Holy Ghost in you, but fasting gets me in the Holy Ghost. Everyone wants to say, I have the Holy Ghost in me. I have the Spirit of God living in me. But my question is, are you in the Holy Ghost? When I have the Holy Ghost in me, it helps me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. I, the hope that I'm going to heaven comes from the Holy Ghost being in me. But the fact is, when I get in the Holy Ghost, it helps others. You want to see revival happen in a great, mighty way? Get in the Holy Ghost. Stop worrying about whether the Holy Ghost is in you. Yeah, you got the Holy Ghost a long time ago. Get in the Holy Ghost. John said, I was in the Spirit. Not the Spirit was in me. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And he was able to see so much stuff. You want to see revival and, and signs and wonders and miraculous things? Get in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's like I said a few weeks ago. Get in the flow. Amen. The flow of his spirit. And I'm trying to refrain myself, but hallelujah. But in order, in order to get to overflow, you have to get in the flow. The only way to get in the flow is by prayer and fasting. I'm glad that I got the Holy Ghost inside of me, but if I don't continually get in the Holy Ghost, the Lord can't help me to help others through me. Amen. All right, Acts 17, 25, and 28. Itnar Sound and media person doing a great job. Can you give you carry on a little hand clap? Neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. Go back. Sorry. Neither is worship with men's hands. So we worship God, but he doesn't really need our worship to exist. As though he needed anything. He is the self-existing, self-eternal. He, he exists by himself. He doesn't need you. And I'm glad that we worship when we come to church. Because that, I mean, the atmosphere just changes and you can see great things when you worship. But he doesn't need that to exist because he existed before time he'll exist when you die it doesn't matter if you don't worship the rocks will cry out in your place he's it's fine but the fact is go to verse 28 for in him we live <laughs> because the fact is when i'm neither is worship with men's hands that's the holy ghost in me for in him we live and move and have our being that's me getting in the holy ghost <laughs> there's so much power that can be unlocked when you get in the Holy Ghost and the way it happens is fasting 
Because prayer gets me, gets the Holy Ghost in me, but I've got to go to the next level. I'm not satisfied with just having the Holy Ghost, us four and no more. I'm about ready to overflow. How do I overflow? Fasting. Fast for it. Fast for it. Get in the Holy Ghost. Start seeing unprecedented revival. Hallelujah. Get in the Holy Ghost and He'll pour out His Spirit through you. When you get in the Holy Ghost, oh, there's nothing like it. There is nothing like getting in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Even Jesus would portray this principle in Luke 4 and 4 verse 1. I like waiting on this screen, if that's all right with you. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, he had it in him, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit. Not only was it in him, but it was leading him. (laughs) Not only was it in him, he was in it. See that? Jesus saw, keep, keep on going, next verse. And being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. He's fasting for 40 days. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. He was hungry. Next verse. The devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it may be made bread. Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Next verse. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world, stay right there, in a moment of time. Because when you fast, you will go to a high place. It may be a mount of trial or a mountain of tribulation, but he'll, he'll be able to show you all the kingdoms of the world in a moment like you've never seen it before. And I can just imagine as Jesus was standing up on that mountain when the devil was tempting him, not long after that, He knew he was about to teach his disciples how to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Oh, he could have said, yeah, give me all that, but thy kingdom come. Thy. It's not about my kingdom. It's not about my glory. It's not about if I have position or a prestige. Thy kingdom come come when I'm when I go up on the mountain of trial through my fast and my prayer thy kingdom come thy is not about my thy will be done hallelujah you want to know why that happened because he was in the Holy Ghost and John gave us some insight about what happens when you can get in the spirit revelations 21 10 through 23 10 and 23 my bad And he carried me away. Say it with me. In the spirit. In the spirit. To a great and a high mountain. And showed me that great city. The holy Jerusalem. Descending out of the, out of the heaven of God. Verse 23. And the city had no need of the sun. So he's on this mountain. He's looking over. It may have been a mount of trial that Jesus went through through his fasting and prayer, the same kind of same kind of a mountain. The city had no need of a sun, neither of the moon, to shine it to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. The city where the Lamb is the light. 
If you want to see the city where the lamb is the light, you got to do prayer and you got to do fasting. Because when I'm praying and when I'm fasting, I'm walking up that mountain of trial. And when I get to the top of that mountain, the devil is going to tempt me. He's going to try me. But the fact is, if I can just keep my eyes on thy kingdom come, thy will be done, I can see that city where the lamb, I can see the glory of the Lord, the glory of God lightening my eyes, the glory of God just, just all over the world, the glory. There's nothing like the power of the glory of God, and it only comes through prayer and fasting. Isaiah 50, 58, 5 through 6. It is such a fast that I have chosen. The Lord chose a fast. A day for a man to afflict his soul. Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast? And Stay right there. And an acceptable day of the Lord? This is not what the Lord wants you to do. He don't. He don't want you to put your head in the bulrush or whatever, put sackcloth on you, be ashamed, discouraged. But he wants you to be like every other person because he doesn't want you to tell people when you fast because the power of fasting comes through him, not when you tell everybody else. Right? So go to the next verse. Is not this, this is the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that ye break every yoke. You start fasting and you start praying, you'll see the, the bands of wickedness broken, the heavy burdens lifted, the oppressed going free and breaking every yoke. Oh, there's power when you fast. There's power when you pray and fast. There's nothing like the power of it turns the face of God towards you. Hallelujah. The face of God was going this way. But then when you started fasting, he said, Oh, I, I, heard, I heard the cry of one of my children. And I see your petition. And God always honors sacrifice. And you want to know what happens when they pray and fast? The bands of wickedness will be broken. The heavy burdens will be lifted. The oppressed will go free. And every yoke of bondage will be broken. Amen. Verse 8, I believe it is. Amen. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning. Remember, we were talking about the light in the city where the Lamb is the light. The light shall, be, shall break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily. It'll give you good health when you fast. And thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy Re reward <sighs> that that light that you saw on that mountain of trial is a that glory of the light that you saw as the lamb was the light the verse said is about to be your re reward you're about to see that surely goodness and mercy following you 
<laughs> yea, though I walk through the valley, surely goodness and mercy is about to follow me because I prayed and fasted. When I pray and fast, the glory of God will manifest itself in an unprecedented manner. It's going to be your rear reward or your rear guard. You don't have to worry about what's coming behind you. Only thing that's coming behind you is blessing on blessing on blessing on blessing on glory on favor on opportunity on revival on outpouring on increase because you fasted and you prayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to the next verse. This is where it really gets good. Then shalt thou call. I'm standing on the mountain of Shiloh. I've walked up this mountain. It's difficult. But it's been praying and fasting the whole way. It's difficult. It's hard. It's not easy. Then shalt thou call when thou art on the mountain. And the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry. And he shall say, Here am I. Because you've been praying and you've been fasting. You can call on the Lord. You can, oh Lord, have mercy. You can call on the Lord. Oh, you need financial help? Call on the Lord after you've been praying and fasting. Call on the Lord in your distress and he'll say, here am I. Hallelujah. Not when you've told everybody else that you're praying and fasting. Not when you've just gloated in the fact, oh, I fast three times a week. I fast 500 times a year. I don't think that's possible. None of that. But when, when I fast with the right purpose in mind, he can say, here am I. Here am I. I don't know about you, but I want the Lord to say, here am I. Here am I. Oh, you need financial situations to be resolved? Oh, here am I. Oh, you need a miracle in your body? Oh, here am I. Oh, you need salvation for your soul? Here am I. Oh, you want to get in the spirit? Here am I. Oh, you want to see signs, wonders, and miracles? Guess what? Here am I. Because you fasted, because you prayed, because you sought the face of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, if you believe that, you ought to clap your hands. Here am I. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, there's so much power when you fast. So much power when you fast. Hallelujah. Here am I. I remember hearing a message by Mark Morgan. I don't know if anyone in here knows who that is. He's a big name preacher or whatever. He's really good. And uh, he, he was talking about when the Lord called him to San Francisco. And the Lord called him, and uh, he he began to talk about mountains and understand the, the the whole mountain spectrum and how powerful they were, and that he could loose things into the atmosphere. And the Lord would say, "Here I am," when he was on the mountain. And so he there's a there's a mountain. Right, I don't know if anyone besides us and Brother Moats have been to San Francisco. I think Gerwin Hop have. There's a big mountain besides San Francisco, and he would go up to that mountain. He'd get on that mountain, and he would begin to loose things into the atmosphere. And you want to talk about a crazy revival. The guy saw so many signs, wonders, and miracles, revival breaking out. I remember one time he told a story of there's 
three men of God in San Francisco praying, and uh, they they'd prayed a long, long time, and one of them had sugar diabetes. He had struggled with that really bad. It was it was a very heavy burden, and they began to pray in San Francisco after he loosed all these things and had been praying and fasting, and they went back to their hotel room, and the guy, the Lord struck him, and he fell on the ground. And he just started like walling on the ground. And the Lord said, I've healed you of sugar diabetes. And he went to the next room where the other people were, were uh, with him, that were with him. And uh, he, little did he know that the other man had struggled with sugar diabetes. And the Lord struck him down and healed him in an instant. And it began to just explode. And he told of many, many, many people across the whole United States being healed of sugar diabetes. Because they got up on that mountain and they began to call things out. And I believe the same God in San Francisco is the same God in Weeches, Texas. It may be a spiritual mountain, but you can still loose things into the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, you need financial help? I loose it in Jesus' name. You need a miracle? I loose it in Jesus' name. You need John and Castina and all them? I loose it in Jesus' name. You want to see revival? I loose it in Jesus' name. Oh, you ought to put a name to your problem and start loosening it in Jesus' name. Bible says, greater works than these shall ye do. Start loosening your faith into the atmosphere. Loose it in Jesus' name. I loose Russell Hammonds in the name of Jesus. I loose Preston Mooneyham in the name of Jesus. I loose Stephanie in the name of Jesus. I loose it. I loose Ethan Champagne in Jesus name in the name of Jesus I lose it I lose cancer off Pastor Moat I lose the migraines off Sister Moat in the name of the Lord Jesus I lose it oh lift your voice lift your voice begin to loosen into the atmosphere <laughs> in the name of the Lord <laughs> Oh, come on, let it flow. Let it flow. God wants to break the bands today. God wants to lift the heavy burdens today. Loose, loose, loose in the name of the Lord Jesus. Loose it in Jesus' name. Oh, come on, it's okay to take a little while. The Holy Ghost is in the building. Why don't you begin to put your voice with your faith? Hallelujah. Greater works than these shall ye do. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can even ask or think. Loose Lazarus to come out of that grave in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Music can come. I'm about to get out of the way and let the Holy Ghost move. Hallelujah. Somebody walked in this building with a problem that you can leave changed. Hallelujah.